0: Well, hello, good evening, and welcome, and welcome to All Podcast. Something to do with the South Western Rugby. Russ usually does that bit. He's not here. It's uh, it's me, it's Ben. I'm presenting tonight, so this could be a shambles. And <laughs> Phil is currently in Cape Town, uh, which means it's just me and and, and the lensman t- tonight. Um, so so Doug's here.
1: Even hello, in, mate. Hello, and for any any one of our regular listeners uh, that feels the need to ask why they haven't been invited. It's because we couldn't be fucked to be organised.
0: Yeah, we've pretty much knocked this together in about an hour. So um, we couldn't be bothered getting older of any of you, really. Um, so in terms of what we're going to do today, we uh, we decided to reach back into the archives and look at a classic, which was the uh, Amaga Line episode, where Doug and Russ went through the uh, fly halves in the league um, using a player as the bang average mark um, so we're going to do that again and because I've been put in charge we're going to do fullbacks, and um, we're going to work through the fullbacks in the league and um, we'd like to think we've got a structure but it will pretty soon break the structure I think um, and we have set the line well I had one player in mind and Doug had another and on my list they're right next to each other so in true 1920s diplomacy style we're going to call it the Hammersley-Furbank line.
1: Hammersley-Furbank. Uh, that sounds like a uh, magic circle law firm.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, like a, a Victorian novel with two magicians. <laughs> um, so, um, so, Doug. we us give a bit saying... of background
1: on why we've chosen fullbacks, Ben, and why you you um think that it's the most interesting position to judge
0: well i think yeah so so there's a practical reason in terms of um prep and and just brevity of the podcast in that you can only play one fullback at once so there tends to be less in a squad so a bit like fly halves or scrum halves you can you can get through it a little bit quicker um but also it's it's where i've pretty much always played um so it's a position that hopefully we might talk a bit of sense about. And also, you know, it's part of the spine of the team. And um, there's a lot of different skills involved at fullback where you can kind of all, you know, compare players against each other in different ways. So some are more attacking, some are more defensive, some are better kickers, some are better runners. And um, I think it's an interesting contrast between some of these players as well that we can look at. Probably you'll find my bias will go towards the more solid and uh, dependable fullbacks, whereas I, I should think Doug might have a bit more of an attacking bias going on. Um, but we'll see as we go along. Um, anything you want to add to that, mate?
1: Um, well, I think the hardest thing to judge these fullbacks by nowadays is the fact that um, it doesn't seem to be that a lot of coaches actually put stock in having a specialist. It's, um, it seems to be do a at the moment to pick. Multifaceted skill set players, and a bit like I think it's a bit like a wicket keeper in cricket, in that a really good fullback can save you points and make you points, as a w- really good wicket keeper can save runs and take wickets. But you can have someone in there that's average that will just do a job, and really, you can get away with it, except in glaring instances, which is why Daly played there for a long time because teams wanted him on the field because of his skill set not not necessarily because of his skill set at that position
0: uh, yeah I think that's absolutely right Doug you've put that a lot better than I I ever could um, so um, yeah I think it is a position that players are fill. Uh, you know you can fill in and a lot of teams are doing it because once you get past the round um the 13 starters and probably about seven more you are then looking at teams where they they're putting a either a utility back or a perhaps a fly half in at fullback it certainly as their second choice um you know you could players that i haven't put in my list that could easily play fullback is as uh, someone like noel um or maybe um maitland at saracens yeah. but, but I, I i don't think you would class either of those as fullbacks Um, you know, you could easily see um, Dan Bigger doing a a really good job at fullback as well. Um, But, you know, I think we've seen from the Six Nations that having a specialist there does help. I also think, I was thinking about this as we made the list, it's not a position where, uh, if you look back through England's history, where you would say they've had a huge number of sort of absolute top-class fullbacks over the years. If you you looked at, um, you know, Wales, you, you could draw a straight line back from Liam Williams through Halfpenny, perhaps almost all the way back to JPR Williams, where, you know, they would have an outstanding player there all the time. Whereas I think England have made do a a few times over the last few years. And, you know, um, even the World Cup side, you had two players who could interchange between the wing and and at fullback. So it is interesting that maybe uh, England haven't had as many as, say, Australia or South Africa have over the years but um maybe we've got a couple on this list so so doug we i've got uh hammersley at number 14 and i've got furbank at number 15
1: so three three, four five six seven eight nine ten eleven uh well you've obviously got more than me because i've got furbank hammersley as uh 12 13
0: okay so so actually we're pretty close there aren't we yeah so below there i've got um, what I would say are quite a few youngsters um, where we've probably perhaps not got enough um, evidence or certainly I haven't seen enough of them to um, to sort of judge. Uh, so I've got the likes of Hodge from Exeter, um, Arundel from London Irish um, and then Heward and Penny from uh, Newcast- Newcastle and Worcester. Um, <laughs> I've seen Hodge quite a bit and I think he's definitely a work in progress, Um, but he does have a good step and he's, he's going to be a good attacking player. Um, But at the moment, I, I think, you know, he's definitely in the sort of lower half of our table. Um, Arundel, I've only really seen him against, um, you know, age group opposition where he's looked really good. Um, But a few of, uh, a few of the, um bits of feedback I've got on him as perhaps he's not the best defender as yet. Um have you seen much of either of those, Dad? We've
1: well, seen a bit of Hodge. Uh I did a quite a, I, I was working on the under-twenties. I think he was in the last year that Sky had the under-twenties. He was the fullback. And I mean, he's grown a little bit since then, but he say what you like. Um if you've got Ben Earl running, or uh, you know, if somebody makes a line break and Hodges your last line of defence, um, he's going to get trucked, isn't he? He's going to get yeah blown away. Which so it, I mean, it depends what you want from your fullback because I equally saw him play for Exeter against Saints and he scored some, or he made some amazing breaks and and did some really good stuff. Scored a brilliant try, so. I, mean, it's, I I guess it depends what you want from your fullback. Um, I'm not convinced about him in the air either. I think it, in competitions for the air, just his size goes against him because he's, he, he doesn't have a commanding presence as some yeah, of the he's, players he's, will come on to later. He's, he just, he's quite,
0: know. quite lightweight, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: um so, so yes. Yeah, so I think, you know, those youngsters, they're, they're in a position where they could easily sort of move up the, you know, our league table and and become, you know, much, much higher rated. And there's a lot of promise in a lot of them. Um, We spoke about the sort of um, utility or, you know, or the the backs that can fill in at at fullback. And I think if you, if you're looking at, I mean, it won't be a spoiler to suggest that Leicester and Bristol are probably their first choices and near the top of both our lists, but, you know, once those players aren't playing, you know, both teams are kind of filling in a little bit, aren't they? You've got Leicester yeah. might use Burns or Hegerty, Bristol might use maybe Lloyd or, or Morahan or someone like that. And I think, I think, you know, I think they've
1: used Sheedy as well this year, haven't they?
0: Yeah, I think they probably have. And I think, you know, that is quite a drop down in either case, isn't it?
1: And, um, you, but, know, you know, you're going, I think, yeah, you're yeah. Doing what we spoke about earlier, in that you're, yeah it's that that old conversation that we had about five hundred times when we talk about Eddie Jones's um selections, in that you're weakening two positions to shoehorn a player you like into a squad. Yeah. Which I think any number of premiership teams are guilty of doing at this position.
0: Yeah, I think so. And and you know, part of that is probably down to budgets where they're, you know, trying to make do and um you know, if, if you are paying Charles Piatel, you want to play him at fullback as often as he can, I'd imagine. Um As
1: often as, he, as his body will allow.
0: Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um we've mentioned uh, Furbank, Doug. Yeah. So um Saints have got two fullbacks. Who, uh, as far as I can see, fairly similar in style. You've got Furbank and Freeman. Yeah, very, um, um,
1: they're very uh, Chris Boyd players.
0: Yes, they're 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 more of the winger side of fullback, aren't they? I think both of them. Well,
1: um, actually, I, do you know what? I I think that uh, um, Tommy Freeman isn't far away from being a complete article. I think if he if he had a bit more experience, if he had a couple more years under his belt, or at least one more season under his belt, I'd say he'd be knocking on the door. He he. he got injured at the beginning of the season when he, and he started the season like a train, um, got injured and he's just coming back now. I'd say that in him and Stuart with the future at fullback is, is very, very secure for England. Interestingly, they both came from, come from Leicester and we, we got, we picked um, Freeman up from Leicester when they released him and you can see why they released him. It, you know, they, both players would have wanted to play rugby, and and yeah. they put their eggs in one basket, and Saints benefited from the other. So, I I I'm more of a Freeman fan than a than a Furbank fan. I, I just think he offers more. He's better defensively, in my opinion. He he has more about him attacking as well, and I think that's ultimately. He's just not quite as big as Stewart, but ultimately, I think. There will be a conversation about who should be in that shirt, and the argument will be about well, Stewart does x and Freeman does y. I just don't think he's quite there yet
0: no so so really doug you've answered my question. My question was going to be w- which one would you fall on the side of but you, you've you've already you've already said well, that yeah, because i'm assuming I mean,
1: you Fur- furbank's blunted by the fact that he's you know what is he now? Is he a ten? Is he a? He's playing yeah. bloody wing. He's he's played at fullback. Yeah, I've seen I, him. I am I've seen him in the centres at Saints.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm assuming you're not going to throw me a curveball and say you're still a toala man.
1: No, he's. Um, there's only one player below him in my list, and that would be Jacob Bubanga. Yeah. The, um, the worst player in the Premiership.
0: <laughs> well, there's there there is a colour truly nailed to a mask there. Cool. Um, so, um, yeah, my, I think I'm with you. I think Freeman, I, I've not seen as much of him as Fur- Furbank, but I think he does look a little bit more solid. Most of the games I've seen him, he's been on the wing, but, you know, he's, he's shown, shown up well there. Um, Furbank, you know, obviously, you don't get the full view of him from those two England performances that spring to mind against France. But what, what concerned me in those games was how far away from the ball he was with the ones he missed you know you know those those volleys look, look good on a highlight reel but that was because he was nowhere near catching them yeah. um so i think i'm with you there i think freeman is the um is is the pick of the two so actually that that, that perhaps gives us our structure so i i've got freeman as my number 11 okay so sh- should we work should we work through our top 10s
1: yeah uh, well i've got freeman slightly higher than you
0: okay yeah you um, go
1: through the so, top ten. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So Who my ten is so my ten is uh, a little bit of a, a throwback, and it, it's probably it's probably a year out of date. But I've still got Mike Brown there.
1: Okay, so um, I'm quite much higher.
0: Yeah, I think he's definitely passed his best, um, but he's a solid. You know, he's a solid fullback. He's he's still competitive as anything and you know under a high ball for a long time he was the best English fullback under a high ball. Um I think he was always a bit underrated in attack. He's not the quickest, but he used to he, pop uh, up for his fair yeah, share of tries. Like and,
1: so often didn't he? That was his yeah he his did. Fault. Yeah. Um just,
0: he was he was good at staying Yeah he was good at staying on his feet but he was perhaps almost you know perhaps his aggression got the better of him at times and he he would maybe like you say run into dead ends. Um, so you've got him higher as well, Doug. If you so you've got him.
1: Uh, I've got him at seven. Okay. Which? Um, so... Yeah. What? Well, well, who's your ten then? Um, Piattel.
0: Piattel at ten.
1: Yeah. Okay. I can tell so by is, your is that reaction that you're not all right with that?
0: Yeah. Is that a value for money pick?
1: But it's a value for money thing, and also. I'm not overly. I, I'm just not convinced by him. I'm just not convinced. I, I think he, again, loves running into corners. He gives away a lot of penalties, from what I've from in the games I've watched. He gives away a ton of penalties. Um, he knocks a ball on a lot, and yeah, I just I don't think he's on the pitch enough to be anywhere near mm. the top of the list. And he must be costing an absolute ass ton of money.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely is as me. I mean, he was, he, he was the sort of poster boy for an, uh, a very expensive Bristol player until Rodrada came and um, took the crown, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I have got him higher just on pure ability. Um, I, I've got him much higher to that. I'll,
1: What's the best ability, Ben?
0: availability
1: availability mate yeah that
0: is a that is an NFL drafter <laughs> cliche if ever I've heard one <laughs> so um yeah I take all your points aboard and I think when you unrested this with fly you definitely took the sort of value for money and the players being away for international duty as as um as part of the process didn't you yeah. Um I have got him I've got him higher just because you know of what he can do and you know ball in hand he's on this list he's he's the by far the most talented I think um so for that reason I have put him a little bit higher um so in my number 9 um I've got um I've got Dolly Parton from from London
1: Irish again um I think you've uh you shut the bed there. That I think you've got a bit <laughs> low on that one.
0: You've so, got yeah, him I higher, think would you? Come yeah. at this
1: from different, different, directions.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um.
0: So uh, my reasoning on that is, whenever I've seen him, I've been really impressed, but I haven't seen enough of him. Right. Uh, but I've se- what I've seen of him compared to Hodge has been really positive. Um. Yeah. So so I've got him up there. He's another one with sort of room to rise. Um, So, Doug, you you rate Parton. Is that what I'm
1: getting here? He's, he's, um, it reminds me of a lot of Stuart Hogg, the way Hogg played in his prime. Hmm. He's got that sort of quick twitch, getting into gaps, finding, you know, running laterally and then hitting a hole really quickly, a bit like an an NFL running back. Yeah. Um, He's solid under the high ball, but he's also got, He's a really good distributor, so quite often he'll pop up on a line in the centres and, and link play to the outside. And he's got a solid kicking game, and um, he works really hard as well. So, yeah, I think he's, um, again, another player that is probably unfortunate to not be mentioned morning. And I, th- I think there's a lot of those London Irish players that are a bit unfancied, really. But um, Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Player in my book. And
0: that back three with... Um... Hassel Collins and Loader is 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 dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And I, I think that the other, the point you raised there is perhaps another reason why there's fewer fewer fullbacks than perhaps you might think is that a lot of teams like them to come in as a distributor. Um, you know, in the way that um, you know Gooch used to do for, for Saracens a lot, and um, you know sometimes they'll they'll sacrifice the uh, the the old sort of classic skills and 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 have a distributor in which again is is a reason for daily playing so often for england at fullback
1: yeah um well, you had i actually had Parton at number four
0: did you okay yeah. so you've got him high i mean i think that is but don't, don't forget he, he, he's
1: always available
0: yeah so i mean looking, i think that's
1: if you're looking to start a team you want someone that's just below england level and um that that's him to a T really. He's 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 mentioned in the England set up but never quite gets there and is free for every game basically.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And uh, you know, like I say, he's he's definitely gonna be a um one that might go up the list a little bit. Um I'm sure that I'm sure all these fullbacks are listening re- intently to find out where they are on the list and well, where we think so. they're gonna if, go as if well. If they
1: find themselves too low on the list, they should bloody work harder. Exactly. It's yeah. Arrogant.
0: Um yeah. Train harder,
1: yeah. (laughs) Be better if you want to be higher on my list,
0: yeah. If you want to impress us two no hopers, you better get exactly get some extra hours in. Um, all right, so okay, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, number eight. eight. Um, I've gone similar, really. Uh, A younger player, um, who you know is coming through, he's playing pretty regularly. Um whenever I've seen him, he's he's made ground. Um it's Luke James, Sale.
1: Okay, um, I had him quite a long way down the list.
0: Okay.
1: Well I'll say a long way down the list. I had him below Hammersley and Furbank, so he was thirteen. Okay.
0: Mm. Um, I think Yeah, Hammersley would be he would have been first choice at the start of the season, wouldn't he? Um yeah. I think Hammersley is one of those players that looks like he should be terrible, but is actually pretty good.
1: I think it's um, because of his haircut.
0: It could well ben, be. Um, I think
1: his haircut just makes yeah. him look shit. And he's quite, um, him. You don't even have to train better.
0: Yeah. And he's quite sort of uh, willowy, isn't he? And, yeah. um, but but actually, he's pretty effective. pretty decent under a high ball. Um, runs the ball well. Um, you know, I had him in the middle just because he's... Um, He's pretty good at everything, but he's probably not outstanding at anything either. Um, I like James. You know, whenever I've seen him play, he's probably been um, one of the sparks for sale. Um, You know, if you take out the two very expensive internationals they've got in the backs, he probably is the one that makes the most happen. Um, I have seen him perhaps uh, run down a few blind alleys a few too many times, Um, but he's another one I think might have... um, you know, potential to grow um, a little bit. Um, so you've got him a lot lower, Doug.
1: Yeah. Um, just because, well, a I haven't seen enough of him. B, he's second choice at his club. Or I perceive him to be second choice at his club, whether or not he is, is up for debate. Um, and you can't have the second choice above the first choice and the second choice and the first choice is 11th. So, um, or 12th, sorry, behind Furbank. So, yeah. yeah that that's just uh he's a victim of circumstance in that regard i yeah. probably if he became first choice he'd, he'd move above he'd maybe crack the top 10 that's a good there's yeah. some good players in that top 10 though
0: there is and I, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll run through my 10 because yeah. i'd imagine we'll probably be roughly the same and then any that i've missed you can put me right and um we will probably have talked long enough about fullbacks then for for anybody
1: for anybody Um,
0: yeah i'm probably talking about fullbacks i'm probably the limit so if i'm bored we'll have to stop
1: Uh, (laughs) well we've got the hour (laughs) for you on um freddie stewart to come haven't we so
0: yeah exactly exactly so um yeah there'll be no surprise that he's in the top 10 (laughs) um so i have a feeling my next four or five will disagree with yours a little bit because okay they're going to fail the value for money test, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah.
0: So seven, I've got Max Malins.
1: Uh, well, again, second choice fullback at his club. Can't put him above the first choice. And if I put him above the first choice, it'd be number one. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's um, th- an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. I yeah. can't find the video where I said uh, before the last Lions tour it was, and we all said yeah. if we could have one you player did. from a squad to improve the team we supported, who would it be? And I picked Max Malins for Northampton. And um, he is, yeah, he's just different class wherever he plays. He, he he seems to, nothing seems to phase him. Nothing, you know, he, he seems like the perfect player to have in a team. Um, Max, I need you to play outside centre, say. OK, boss. Yeah. Yep, I'll play there. Not only am I going to play there, I'm probably going to be the best outside centre on the pitch. Yeah, so that's the kind of player yeah. he is.
0: I think when he played at um, fullback for England, um, which was probably only a game and a bit, but he looked pretty good. Um, he was decent under the high ball. not Not perfect, but decent. And when he's played on the wing for England, he's done pretty well. Um, in the fullback type, uh, you know, chase, chasing kicks, catching high balls. Um, you know, his his defense is is pretty good as well. And and I agree with you. Like as a rugby player, he's really He's really high up on the list. Um, for com- For completeness, I've got Daly down at thirteen. So, um, of the two sort of Saracens players that could fill, it, fill in at fullback. Um I've got him higher. I, I I really rate Daly as a rugby player as well but I just don't think he is a fullback. Um you know obviously in a in a premiership game against maybe the I lower that, half that, that of the league is going to fill in there.
1: Conversation has been had enough that we don't need to go over that.
0: Yeah, quite right. Quite right. Um so yeah, so so I got Malins at 7. Then at number six, I have got a player that if he gets a new contract somewhere, will probably be on about £100,000 a game um, because he plays so few games. Um, I've got Anthony Watson.
1: At what place, sorry? Six. Okay, I've got him at eight because of his availability. Yeah. Uh,
0: To me, until until Stewart came through, I think Watson was the best bet for England at fullback. Um, He's not perfect... Under the high ball, um, and sometimes perhaps his positioning can be a little bit off. But a loose kick in Anthony Watson's hands is danger. He's pro- perhaps the most electric player on this list, um, you know. And, and some run backs he's done have, have, been, have been fantastic. I think you're absolutely right. You know, availability wise for a club, you've, he's injury prone now, and also if he's not injured, he could well be playing for England. And the other thing that counts against him is he's such a fantastic winger um, yeah. that you could you, you know you could easily play him on the wing and play someone else at fullback and um, you know get just as much out of him.
1: Yeah, I mean you you've summed it up all that, all of it up there. Um, you you have to question though why Bath would renew his contract when they've got Phil de Glanville there that. You know, value for money, pick up pick up somebody else, develop somebody else, save yourself a couple of hundred grand, get a South African prop, build the squad. Yeah. Or have Watson who might be available. Because if, if he is free and he goes injury free, he's gonna be picked for England, so he's not gonna be available. So you're yeah. probably only gonna get ten games out of him. And the problem Bath have is that when he is fit, it's normally coincides with England duty, and he comes back from England duty knackered doesn't play for Bath, gets fit, plays well two games for Bath and gets picked for England again. So yeah. it, 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 their, their squad build, building sort of ethos is completely out of whack with where the league's heading. I, I think they've, they've got to address that, but that's a, that's a different, different kettle of fish.
0: Well, there's, um, there's talk of him going to Leicester, isn't there?
1: Um, Ooh, have, is it, have they not confirmed that he's staying?
0: Um, I know they've confirmed a few I know they've confirmed Joseph um, but um, but it would you know either move would make sense you know staying at Bath on on a decent wedge
1: the the problem that the RFU are going to have soon is that a lot of these players are going to realise that they can make their England money in France and not have to work with Eddie Jones if I was any one of these players that are being sort of Handcuffed to an English team contract because they're in the England setup, I'd be think, I'd, I'd basically be doing what what um, Mercer's done because he's thought, well, screw it. If I get picked for England six seven times, I can make that money going to play in France, and and to me that would be the best bet for Watson. Go and play in France. I think if a lot of players just decided we're just going to go and do it and put the RFU in a position where they have to think about well. We need to think about this playing in England to to be picked for England thing. I think they'd force the hand of the RFU, and a, and a lot of players would make a lot more money than they're making.
0: Well, I, I think there's probably a few, quite a few England players, perhaps of Watson's age, where it, it won't be long before something like that happens. Whether it whether they all sort of hold out for the next World Cup, maybe I don't know. But you know, that that probably that whole back line um, of five years ago is probably. Perhaps yeah. take the Saracens players out of that, and they're, they're probably all working their way towards that eventually. Yeah. So, um,
1: I, I, I think that sorry, we're, we're digressing, but you know, the RPA have to stand up for their players more. And I think that this, that, that this whole England players have got to live in work in England, um, is a labor issue that. I think if the RPA chose to fight it, they could make their members a lot of money, but they <laughs> seem to be a, a body that um, exists for PR and likes rather than the actual benefit of their players. Anyway, ran over.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so back to the list. Um, right, at five, I've got a player who is in in decline i think um and and hasn't to me really set the the world on fire at exeter and uh, that's stuart Hogg. um yeah. i think he definitely failed the value for money option um but you know he's got a lot of credit in the bank in terms of ability and you know on his day he is you know real danger um as as you've already said I think Exeter probably got hold of him in the hope that uh, the little bit of stardust he could provide would get them further in Europe. And Well, they won the double. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to say that's worked. Um, but I just, you know, I think that, you know, he, he is a star, but he's starting to get a little bit tarnished now. Um, I, I think someone said a couple of weeks ago, maybe his, his pace has just dropped a little bit. Um, he was always good under the high ball without being, um what what you've got perfect. to ask is
1: is his drop in pace linked to his gain in hairline <laughs> yes because they but seem he's to be less aerodynamic
0: yeah yeah exactly um so so you know i've got him this high just you know uh, uh, what can only be described as a world-class player but you know i have not to the degree perhaps that you and and rusted in the last time but i've i've giving it a bit of a value for money sort of shake up as well. And also, I've, I've never been as big a fan as some others have been of Hogg. I think he's a very good player, but, I, you know, he never never started for the, um, or very rarely started for the Lions in tests. And I think that says a little bit. Uh, I,
1: I think that the last three Lions tours will be judged pretty harshly in 50 years, if rugby's still a thing
0: which it may not be.
1: <laughs> well, quite. Um, I, I just, yeah. I, I don't think you can judge. A lot of players should have got Lions caps that didn't. Um, Dylan Hartley for one, when they called up Christian Dacey instead of Dylan Hartley, which was an absolute atrocity. But, um, yeah, I think, uh I think Hog. Prob- I mean, Liam Williams is an exceptional player, but you know, Hoggy is every bit or was every bit as good. I'm not sure he still is.
0: No, I think. Uh, I think Williams was a was a very Gatland selection picking him over Hog. I think they were very close in ability, but Williams was better at the defensive aspect. He was a better a better well Williams uh, is from Wales i think uh, that's
1: the end and the well, and yes. bottom of
0: it and i think he was he was uh, probably best, slightly better un, under the high ball as well and as you say he was welsh so that was perhaps the deciding vote yeah. um but you know exeter uh, well you've said it they've had a lot of success with him so you can't you can't write that off as a signing um my number four from from a little throwaway comment you made earlier i think you might have him at two um Alex good?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I I'm yet to so be he,
1: convinced that there's a a uh, a better a better a better player that's been well I'm not convinced he's still not the best fullback we've got and I include Stewart in that. Um but I don't think there's ever been a player that's been treated as badly by England as as um Alex good
0: i th- i think i think he is an excellent player um he's he could well be the cleverest player on this list um you know he can easily he's he's a fullback for sure but he could do a job at ten or he does do a job at ten if you need him um positioning's great um makes a lot of tries uh really good footwork in in close faces and probably one of the most decorated rugby players of all time at club level. Um, yeah, Jones gave him one game against Fiji, didn't he? And yeah. I think he dropped I think he dropped a ball after probably five minutes and that, that was it. He just kind of wrote him off. I think one of the best performances I've seen by an England fullback was was Good in Dublin in a hurricane, probably about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. Right. He didn't drop a he didn't drop a thing. Um, it was a, it was a it was it was you know like a twelve nine game you know um and and he was absolutely fantastic that day um so so there is not a lot wrong with his um ability under pressure and and you know in in the tough conditions and uh, you know it, with the ball in the air, but I think he got a, a reputation for it um, He might not um dominate the space you know we we said before about um the very best at that do sort of dominate the space, whereas I think dude being slightly smaller, maybe doesn't do that as much, but his hands were so good, he, he could usually get away with it. Mm. Um, that'd, be, that'd be my sort of summary of that. Um, so yeah, I'm really high on him as well. Um, have you got anything else you want to add to that? or? Have I gone no, I enough? just
1: you know there, I, I can't see how there are th- two or even three better fullbacks than him in England at the moment and it goes back to J- Jones. He makes this thing about saying that play, players have, have got to be in their cycle. They've, they've got to be. He wants a young squad, and but then he picks Joe Marler every bloody week. So what's the excuse for not picking the, the, the most consistently good fullback in the premiership for the last decade, probably? Um, even when he was picking Mike Brown, it should have been an oh, excuse. I, I just don't get it. I probably never
0: will. I I I th- I think I mean we 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 promised not to talk about Daly but I think you know picking Daly there was almost a sort of attempt to find a good kind of player that wasn't good mm. because Good's got a very good kicking game a smart kicking game which to be fair Daly does as well um but you know Good can fill in at 10 in, you know or become a second receiver that's what that's what he was looking for when he picked Daly and yeah. but Goud even when they were at the same club Goud was the one being picked in the big games to do a fullback unless Farrell was injured and they needed a ten. So yeah. Um, yeah, totally agree. Absolutely outstanding player. Um, I, we've already covered number three. I I I've got Pierre Tau there. So um, no, I've,
1: yeah, I've got uh, Tyrone Green.
0: Okay, so I've got Green lower than that. I've got him out of the top 10 at 12. And, and we're going to have to speak about him or, or Eddie will have a fit. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Eddie's probably already warming up the response podcast to this. <laughs> um, so um, I, uh, I, I, I've got him lower um, purely based on, on some games last season where. um, where, where Quinn's won games, but they were winning them quite, uh, in shootouts there was one against Bath and, and, and a couple more around the end of the season and he got exposed a little bit in defence um, I think you know Eddie's right and you'll probably agree, uh, agree with him that in attack with the ball in hand he is brilliant you know he's, he's really fast and, and and does you know score some fantastic tries and and and, and create a lot I've just you know worry about him defensively um contested balls in the air he's usually pretty good it's it's the almost the easier ones he drops sometimes um and you know he's he's a very successful player and a very successful team and and I haven't got him you know miles down the list. I've just got him a spot below freeman who we've we've already said is uh, a potential England international you know for a long time to come um but yeah i am um, dropping him down there but uh you're gonna disagree
1: well yeah again uh availability 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 and he he complements I think the other two Quinn's back three players in that he's a bit of a harder runner than either of them with the ball um and his support lines to those players seem to, is it, there, there's a lot of tries that seem to be green to Murley or Murley, Murley to uh, Green or, the you know, the other way round. I think mm. as part of a back three, he works, you know, he links the back three quite well. Um, there are obviously defensive liabilities, but he's available every game. And that, that makes up for a lot of fallibilities. In my book.
0: That's quite an interesting back three, isn't it? If if um if you pick Merley and um uh liner as your wingers, um that's two pretty big wingers with a smaller fullback, um, which is not something you see all the time. Usually you, you usually have a bigger winger and a, a faster winger, don't you? Whereas yeah. those two are both big and pretty fast. Um so I think you know, maybe uh they feel they can get away a little bit with with his defensive um frailties there with those two and, and they quite often put um marchant in in the wing as well don't they so yeah. um so yeah so so it's it's almost like they've built the team a little bit to um to use him to his best
1: yeah yeah
0: okay so um right number 2 you're going to accuse me of a home pick here uh, but I've got the Glanville.
1: I mean, that's ludicrous, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even the best fullback of Bath.
0: I, I, I genuinely think he is. I think he's a brilliant fullback. He's really good under the high ball, and he's defensively really sound. Um, I think he's a good, good footballer, and I really rate him. Um, I think if I was to pick a first 15 for Bath with everyone fit, I'd pick him at 15 and Watson on the wing. Mm. Um, you know, I've got him higher than Piotr and Good because I started to think about value for money at the top of the order. Um, so, you know, he's younger and um, at the moment, not um, in the England squad. Um, he has been in squads in the past because I believe he got in trouble during COVID um, with some senior players against barbarians, but um, yeah, it's just a player I do rate and, and it may be, you know, he plays for Bath, so I've seen a lot more of him. Um, but I would say, you know, in, he he probably broke into the side uh probably six months before Stewart did, uh for Leicester. And until Stewart came along, I was like, Well, that's that's the best young player under a high ball I've seen in a long time. Um and, you know, that's that's not to be sniffed at. Um and I do think He's definitely a sound, you know, sounded defence and, you know, makes a lot of ground in attack as well. Um, Have you seen much of him, Doug? I've
1: seen a few games of him. Um, I've yet to be, I've yet to see anything that justifies the hype. Because there's a lot of hype.
0: So talking of hype. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I've got uh, number one. um, Anyone that's ever listened to this podcast will probably not be surprised that I've gone with Freddie Stewart Um, without going too much into it. um, We've spoken about dominating in the air and, and he is almost the dictionary definition of it. Um, Usually he's coming from deep, gets off the ground early and because he's so big, people just get out of the way and, and, you know hands wise he's as near to perfect as we have you know as we've got and probably have had for a long time um you know I've seen a try in the european game where he chased a kick managed to get hold of it and then used his size to offload out of a tackle so that's an uh, you know added bonus to his game um he's not the quickest which as as uh, anyone who's seen me play will know I sympathize with um and that's probably his only real weakness is is maybe a, a lack of outright pace. But, you know, reading the game should make up for that. And and what he's in the team for is that ability in the air. And, you know, I think teams are already avoiding kicking at him.
1: Do you think, I mean, obviously there's a lot of kicking in the game at the moment. Um, do, do you think having someone like Stewart who makes the opposition think about what they're doing with their kicking game gives you an advantage or do you just think well, teams just won't kick to him or just, you know, kick someone else?
0: I think um, anytime you take an option away from the opposition, it's a bonus. And if that option is the box kick, which teams use so often, then, you know, that's even better. And, you know, even if it takes out, a type of box kick, which is maybe the longer one, the fullback comes for rather than the one that lands on top of the winger. But you know, I th- the other thing with with a fullback is that if a fullback that solid is great for your team's forwards because they know that they're not going to have to run back fifty meters for a scrum all the time. You know, it forwards love a dependable fullback. And, and I think, you know, that, that's, that's a big advantage as well. Um And you can, you can just commit your wingers a little bit more as well mm. with, with a very, you know, a, a solid presence at the back. I think it is a real bonus and, you know, Australia had sort of, um you know, a run of good fullbacks where, you know, they were good attackers, but also very solid under the high ball, and that helped them out a lot. Um, yeah, and, and he's he's a little bit underrated in attack because because of his size, he will make ground. You know, he kind of he's not like uh, Good, where, you know, he comes in to distribute you know, in the fly half channel, you can use him as a second fly half, but, you know, he just hits that sort of old school full back line outside the centres and takes a bit of stopping once the ball's got out that wide um i'm just his biggest fan <laughs>
1: <laughs> chester um you, you can have a yeah the the tattoo is yeah. coming isn't it
0: yeah the the, the the big tattoo on my stomach and and the room with a a, a freddie stewart dummy on the on the chair it's it's, it's all going on um so yeah, I'm going to stop talking because we've I've covered this a million times, and um, I think we've all seen it on the telly. So, so unless you, unless you want to be um, any more glowing than that,
1: uh, mate, I I've got nothing for you. I mean, the guys at the as things stand, the best fallback we've got. I think there's a danger we're sort of building him up too much. Um, he is fairly one-dimensional as a as a rugby player. And ultimately, yes. yeah. ultimately, if you're one dimensional, it doesn't take a lot to work you out. And so teams will eventually work out what to do with Freddie Stewart. There'll be, I imagine, a lot of trying to manipulate him positionally. Um, so obviously it'll work on that. But I think. There are. I just think I think Freeman has the potential to be a better fallback than than Stewart. I think he has more to his game.
0: I, I think the way maybe to negate Stewart a little bit is to let him catch it and then try and turn him over. Yeah, uh, I think that's the way teams will will, will <laughs> do it. Um, yeah, I mean the the way I've uh, I. I'm being careful of not of comparing myself to Freddie Stewart here. I don't want to do that. But it, the, the, the way I've always, um, because he's much better than me um, <laughs> by probably 100 times. But, but the way um, that uh, I sort of see a fullback through having played there and being fairly old school, Stewart's my type of player. So I'm always probably going to fall on his side and, and, and perhaps the glam bill falls into that category as well. Um, whereas, you know, someone like green is, is, the, is, is perhaps the prime example here where he's still a fantastic rugby player, but he's, you know, the, the things that I would prioritize when assessing a fullback it, it, where he falls down a little bit, he's, he's, you know, an, a, an absolutely um, wonderful attacking threat, but you know, in my head, the defensive weakness is way heavier than perhaps in, in someone else's, you know, and I think maybe um, that's, you know, you you probably are looking at the attacking with a bit more weight. Um, yeah, probably. And, and, you know, and it would depend who, who takes over as England as England coach, where where they might fall on that. You know, if, if, it, if it came to a 50-50 between Freeman and Stewart and Warren Gatland was in charge, well, we know where he would go, but, you know, like you say, if, if Boyd or someone like that was in charge, then you might see a different a different result.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So we we've we've talked through my top ten, and I think we've been, you know we've we've probably mentioned all the players in both our top ten. So so mine was uh, Brown, Harton, James, Malins, Watson, Hogg, Good, Piotow, the Glamble and Stewart. Um, so, so what was yours, just to just to get it on record, uh,
1: Doug? From from ten, then Piotr Hogg, Watson, Brown, Freeman, Moyle is the only one we haven't spoken about. Okay. And now he's there basically because he's premiership through and through, and plays every game, and he's just there. He don't, he never lets. I've never seen him let Gloucester down. He pops up the tries. He's just a, a solid player now it doesn't mean that i think he's in the international class but i think in terms of you know ranking the premiership fullbacks i think there's a lot of weight to that so uh and then top four parton green and stewart
0: so um so there's some cl- there's some clubs there that haven't got one in either of our um either our lists so well, there's 13 so, clubs uh, so yeah, well, that's true. Um,
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: wasps is the one that springs to mind.
1: Yeah, because they've got Old Man Miller and the worst yeah. player in the Premiership. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I've, I've, we've all seen him defend. Um, and and Miller, Miller's been a solid player that's, that's, that's always done his job. But you know, m- maybe another one whose time's passed. Um, you know, and as we say, there's some clubs where there's, there's maybe not a clear number two so i don't know uh i don't know what conclusion we've drawn here i think perhaps nearly all the names that we've we've um we've come up with are out and out fullbacks uh, i don't think many of the um bits and pieces players have made their way in there so i think maybe uh podcast favorite eddie jones might need to take that in on board you know i think he has now but for a long he's time fam- he was
1: maybe taking other people's opinions on board. yeah
0: um i mean i mean he's a he's a listener i'm sure but uh um, <laughs> yeah so i think we've probably talked about that long enough um i hope I haven't gone on too much um as i promised i would um you got anything you wanted to say about fullbacks doug
1: um no
0: no i think we've said enough so yeah do you have any other business?
1: Um I watched the season finale of uh Severed on Apple TV. Uh, Severance, sorry, on Apple TV and it was absolutely phenomenal. One of the best uh, series of television I've ever watched. So, there you go. What
0: what's that about mate?
1: uh it's a I dy- I wouldn't say dystopian but it's sort of set in the near future about people who get an implant in their heads and they go to work and they forget about their outside life so their work life and their home life are completely separate and intrigue and subterfuge and sue.
0: dystopian
1: not quite dystopian I don't think yeah because it's not dystopian at all really But it's worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. And, uh, you know, winning time as well. Cool. Um, So I've
0: already told Doug this, but. um, We uh, we were invited to a party where there was a marquee in a field and it was suggested we could all camp. Uh, So we took a tent and um, slept in the tent and it was cold when we went to bed. And when we woke up, the tent was actually frozen and, uh, and uh, the beer keg in the marquee was dripping and the drips had actually frozen uh, all the way down to the ground. Um, and I've never been so cold in my life. So. Um, so that's that's first and possibly last time camping for me. Um, but, yeah, happy birthday to, to Georgie, who won't be listening, but uh, Yeah. The camping was a rash move.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait for July and August for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, right, so a little bit different to normal, probably a lot more dull. Um Russ has taken a little bit of time off from um shouting at people at Twitter to go on holiday.
1: You just shouting um, at Americans now.
0: Yeah, oh god, he will be as well, won't he? Yeah.
1: yeah. I shouted at a woman um, in the coffee shop this morning. Four. Letting a dog lick my ankles.
0: Yeah, that's that's not on, is it?
1: No, it was, a, it was obviously a puppy, but it was like, I, I yeah. just want, I said to her, can you just stop letting your dog lick my ankles? Oh, it's only a puppy. I don't care. How would you like it if I came up to you and licked your ankles in a coffee shop?
0: Or licked a dog?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just the, 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 it kind of, there seems to be like this new thing now where people th- think that their dog is, the cutest thing in the world. It's like other people's kids. I just don't care about your dog.
0: Um, as as pa- perhaps Corbel's number one culprit for that, I'm going to keep quiet. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, Vegas. There, there must be some good buffets in Vegas, right?
1: Oh, he'll be getting stuck in. I've absolutely that. no doubt about that. He'll be getting wedged right in.
0: Be like that episode of The Simpsons where
1: uh, uh, he—he's not the steam (laughs) trays.
0: So yeah, so um, after some half-hearted rust baiting, I think we'll call that that, call that a night, and uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Uh, Give us some feedback on Twitter, and um, we'll see you in well, hopefully next week. We'll see. Go well.